Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Entitled Parents video. Today we got a story of a parent sitting by and letting their kids steal from each other. But first, a story from Burger Buns 108 I didn't know having twins meant this. For some context, I'm a bouncer at a bar in a beach town. Our rule is that we have to ID every single person who wants to come in. Whether you're freshly 21 or 80 and wrinkly, it doesn't matter. We have a system to scan the ID and it tells us some basic information. Name, date of birth, how many people are scanned, if the ID is valid, etc. It'll also tell me if your ID is expired, see valid, which is important. This group of about six people came up to me and I asked them for their IDs to scan. Everyone is good except this one woman, entitled mother, who's about 30-ish. Well, her ID expired over 200 days ago, making it a not valid ID. I simply explained that to her, and this is roughly how the conversation went with her giving me attitude. I say, I'm just letting you know your ID is expired and has been for over 200 days. So if I were you, I would get that fixed. She says, okay, I have twins, so it's not like I'm under 21. I say, it's not about age, it's about security. I'm just letting you know it's expired. She says, okay, that shouldn't matter because I have twins. I say, that doesn't mean anything. Technically, this isn't a valid form of ID and I don't have to let you in. She says, oh, so I can't come in now? I say, since it's not busy, I'll let you in, but you need to get your ID renewed. If you get pulled over by the cops and show them that, they won't be too happy. She says, well, I have twins, so I don't even drive anyways. Rolls her eyes and walks off inside. As we went back and forth, what I was assuming was her husband was telling her to just say thank you instead of arguing with me. I got secondhand embarrassment from them. I'm sorry, poor husband. Just because you have kids doesn't make you exempt from the rules everyone has to follow. And I tried to accommodate. I thought this was going to end up becoming a bigger conversation about whether or not somebody with an expired ID should be allowed into places or be allowed to buy something that requires an ID that shows you're above a certain age. But no, apparently this Karen can't just accept a simple reality and need to try to hand wave everything behind the fact that they had twins. It's like, okay, good for you. Do you think after all this back and forth, OP should have just kicked her out? Or is that just a little too far? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Glittering Mind 7495 My mother lied and ruined my entire childhood. My mother was angry with my dad because he didn't want me to stay with her when she was drinking and doing drugs and generally being unstable. So she lied to CPS and said that he was assaulting me. They did an investigation in mine and my dad's county and concluded it wasn't true. But she had manipulated CPS in her county and they believed her. So they told her to have me visit her, and they took me while I was there. They refused to listen to my dad and CPS in his county, who said they hadn't found any evidence, and that they weren't allowed to take me as I didn't live in that county. 
but they refused to listen and placed me in a foster home that abused me for years. She ruined my entire childhood just because she wanted to beat him and be better. She never cared about me. She just didn't want him to be happy and didn't mind me getting hurt in the crossfire. I have zero respect or sympathy for anybody that takes the burn it all down method when it comes to anything regarding relationships and splitting up, and especially doubly, triply, a million timesly so when kids are involved. Our next story is from your blurbo. Apologize to your sister. For what? This is one of the few times I've actually stood up for myself because I'm absolutely gobsmacked by the mental hoops my mother had to jump through to get to the conclusion that she had. So a bit of background on this, I'm 21 year old female, my sister 18 year old female is going away to college this fall. My sister's always been the straight A athlete, perfect child, but she's always been generally kind to me. You know, as sisters go, we do have our fights and such, but it's small things. Just to be clear, I'm not mad at her, more so my parents because of their actions and blatant favoritism of my sister. Another piece of important information, I realized I was bi back in high school. My mom absolutely hated my liberal friends who had been rather open to other students about their orientations. After high school mellowed out on the I'm here and I'm queer attitude, after I lost all my friends when my mom made me break up with my ex when she found out, a whole other dang story, I'm still bi, I just kind of focus on other aspects of me to display to others. Circling back to just recently, my mom and I were on a long car ride for a mundane task that doesn't pertain to the story. My mom and I used to carpool together to work, so I'm no stranger to my mom's monologues that occurred during that time. When I'm alone with my mom in a car, she pretty much has no filter, whether it's to trash talk coworkers or cry about something that's made her upset. Well, after a couple of other random blurbs, she says, Okay, so I want to tell you something, and really just pray about it, and don't get upset. Uh Uh-oh. I keep a neutral face and say, "Mm mm-hmm, preparing myself. Now, I don't remember word for word, but here's how the conversation kind of went. She said, I want you to think about apologizing to your sister. I say, what do you mean? She says, you weren't there for your sister when you went to high school. Why didn't you try and hang out with her? I say I did. She just got mad when I was around, so I backed off. She says, she can get mean when she feels insecure. You should have tried harder. I say, I had a social life of my own that I wanted to keep. She says, and look where that got you. Your sister told me about all those girls you hung out with, how they would choose to go off campus so they wouldn't be supervised. Within this, I can say I did go off campus but only because I had an addiction to the Starbucks just down the street from my old school. I say, so my sister was talking trash about me and my friends behind my back? I think she should apologize to me. To be honest, I didn't care. It was mostly to make a point. She says, but that was years ago. I don't know how she thought that was a valid argument. I cannot fathom any rhyme or reason. I say, so it only matters when it's my fault? She says, I just want you two to leave on good terms. I say by bringing up old dirt, did sister tell you she felt this way? She says no. I say look, if she feels that way, she can tell me herself. But I'm not apologizing otherwise, there's plenty of other ways to leave on good terms. And we left it at that, I still can't believe that happened. My usual jello spine just got a tad stronger. I think growing apart from your siblings is kind of part of growing up. 
What's more important is how is the correspondence when you reopen contact with a sibling after a while? If you want to know things are good, it doesn't have to be like constant contact. Unless that's something you feed off of, it's probably unrealistic. But if you and a sibling talk after a while of not talking, and it's like no time has passed, then you know things are good. If it's cold or tense, well, there's probably a good reason it feels that way. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Holden Position 4. Parents let my brother steal from me until I got my aunt involved. I have an update post to make soon, but for now, here's one of my past issues with my parents that I talked about during the family intervention not too long ago. Back when I was still a kid, it was very hard for anything to be exclusively mine. And as my brother got older, he craved money for things above all else. He and I both got allowances, equal allowances, so that was sort of fair. I say sorta because he didn't have to do chores for his while I did. But that's in the past now because my brother's now having to do all those chores for nothing. My brother always wanted more money though, whether he spent it or not. He loved having new things, but sometimes he would just save the money instead. Which is odd because you'd think him the kind of kid who would splurge his savings on the first thing he wants. My brother and I both got allowances of about $25 a month, and I was pretty thankful for it. I usually saved most of my money though, but my brother always wanted more. One day as a teenager, I came home to find my room had been ransacked, and the only thing gone was my money. I had hidden it to try to keep it from my brother because... Well, obvious reasons. If you readers know what my brother's like by now, I thought I'd hidden it well, but he found it anyway. My mom was home when he did it too, and she acted like she didn't even notice. But there's no way she couldn't have heard him tearing my room up. I called her out on that during the intervention, and she just cried and made excuses about my brother being special till other family members told her to shut up and own up to it. My room was on the first floor, right near the living room. My door was completely in view of the couch. And when I pointed this out then, my mom just made the, but he's special, he's not like you, excuse for my brother. I said I wanted the money back, and my mom just made more excuses. And my dad did too when he got home later. So yeah, excuses then and now. Back then, I did eventually get that money back because I refused to let it go. I heard my brother screaming as they took the money out of his piggy bank and gave it back to me, and they had the most disappointed looks on their faces, like I had just robbed my brother, even though he had robbed me. But they couldn't tell me off because I wasn't in the wrong and they knew it. I don't imagine many kids getting in the kind of situations where they're more right about something than their parents very often. A few months later, and the whole situation repeated. My brother ransacked my room again and stole the money I'd hidden again. That time, my parents didn't want to do anything about it, and basically said that they couldn't bear to see my brother so disappointed from taking his money. I reminded them that stolen money wasn't his money, and it was really crappy that they were just sitting back and letting that happen. My dad yelled at me to go to my room for saying that. So the next day, I rode my bike to my aunt's house and told her everything. She came back home with me and asked my parents if they really let my brother steal from me and did nothing about it. My mom just started whining that my brother's special needs and she didn't want to make him cry again. And my dad backed her up. My aunt just gave them that narrow-eyed look and reminded them that they have two sons and my feelings mattered too. 
and what they were doing was very wrong. And it meant my brother would never respect boundaries and would think he could always get away with stealing when he gets older. My aunt asked me openly how much my brother took. I stated the number, which at the time was everything I had, save for the few bucks in my wallet. My aunt gave my parents an expectant glare. My parents tried making a few more excuses, but my aunt had a counter for each one. Finally, my parents went into my brother's room, and a moment later, my brother was screaming. My parents came back with all of the money my brother took and practically threw it at me for making my brother cry. My aunt then told them off for acting that way when I had done nothing wrong, and they picked up all of the money they'd thrown at me and gave a pretty forced apology. My aunt said that she'd be severely disappointed in them if they let this situation repeat, and before she left, my aunt offered for me to hide my money at her house in a lockbox she had. I took her up on that and started keeping my savings over there. My brother ended up ransacking my room two more times looking for money, but I was keeping every cent I had at my aunt's house. My parents actually asked me where I'd hidden it, and I refused to tell. Then I asked why they wanted to know so badly anyway, and my dad instantly got defensive about it. My mom calmed them down and they didn't ask again. Since he couldn't find my money in my room, my brother figured I must have hidden it somewhere else. So he started tearing apart the house one room after another. And who was made to clean up the mess? Why yours truly of course. My parents started to blame me for the whole situation, but when I asked how I was at fault for not letting my brother steal from me, their only counter was that my brother had special needs. I swear they used that line with me thousands of times. That was something else I heavily berated my parents for in the family intervention. The final straw came when my brother ransacked our parents' bedroom. My parents had a small suitcase safe that they kept some cash in, and my brother locked himself in their room, then took the whole safe and started bashing it around on stuff to try and get it open because he couldn't find the keys. By the time my parents were able to get the door open by breaking it open, my brother had destroyed the room, and he never got that safe open. He just sat on the floor clutching it and crying about the money inside it. My dad was so angry that he turned red and then actually started yelling at my brother and grounded him. A very rare sight for me to see back then indeed. Then my parents forced my brother to help clean up the mess. After that, my brother never ransacked mine or my parents' rooms looking for money again. But he'd still go rooting around every time he got an idea where my savings might be. So I started acting like I was giving hints by repeatedly going into certain places while he was watching. He ransacked the backyard shed, dug a bunch of holes in the yard and under the back porch, and even ransacked the attic. My parents really hit their breaking point with the attic and grounded my brother again. They never figured out that I let him on either. My parents did eventually figure out I was keeping my money at my aunt's house. And they didn't argue with my reasoning for doing it, but either my brother overheard or one of them spilled the beans to him because the next time we visited my aunt, my brother tried to hunt for the money. But my aunt yelled at him to stop and my brother would just sit on the floor and cry. This happened a few times, and my aunt bluntly stated that she would press charges for any damages if my brother ransacked anything, and also kept a digital camera on hand to record anything if need be. My parents heavily scolded my brother to stop looking for my money. It wasn't his, and he can't have it. Cue more screaming and crying that he wants it like a three-year-old, even though he was seven at the time. Then my brother said, 
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. He didn't want to go to Auntie's house anymore, so my parents visited less. My aunt visited us a lot more than we visited her anyway. I was pretty much able to keep my money away from my brother till after I moved out. He's never managed to steal cash from me again. His classmates at school were another story. He was caught looking through the backpacks of other kids many times. And he was forced to return stolen stuff and then sent home where he would cry to mom and dad, who then tried to have words with the school, who berated them on letting my brother think what he was doing was okay. They had to teach my brother that it's not okay to go through other people's stuff, and I actually heard him say, but I wanted what they had, a few times. This excuse got used again when my brother stole an envelope with birthday money from my cousin during their birthday party. He tried to stuff it in his shirt and walk out with it later, but the cousin noticed it was missing, and I suspected my brother right away and pointed everyone to him. He ended up crying and thrashing when my dad found the envelope hidden in his shirt. We left that party early. Honestly, I don't know what's wrong with OP's parents here, but they just don't seem mentally equipped to understand how to deal with this kid. Just imagine being the parent of a special needs kid and choosing to tolerate that they're stealing from other people and actually just reinforcing that awful behavior and entitlement. Kids tend to cry a lot. It happens. It would be great if they were crying while learning a really valuable lesson and learning some real boundaries. Even if it does make your kid cry, don't be afraid to set boundaries. The most basic of ones at that, which is don't steal from others. Eventually OP's brother's gonna get bigger, stronger, and I just hope they reinforce those boundaries ASAP. This next story is from No Turn 416. My mom's mom isn't part of the family anymore, so let's call her Becky. She's my grandma, but I don't consider it so. When I say grandma and grandpa, I mean my great-grandparents. Becky has always been messed up. When my mom was growing up, she didn't go to the hospital when my mom tried to end everything. She hated my dad and didn't want my mom marrying him. She didn't come to the wedding and tried to call the cops on my dad many times. Becky is also bipolar and it's gotten worse when her sister Vicky died in a bad car crash, where her body wasn't discovered till a day after she had gone. She's gotten worse since, having to be in everything and be the center of attention. Around that time, my mom was pregnant with me, and Becky did not like that. She choked my mom up against the wall, again, she's pregnant, and Becky was saying how rude it was that my mom got pregnant when that's going on. There were a few other times, but I'm not going to get into those, I think I can say it really started on my 16th birthday. 
She started with saying that my parents were the reason my grandpa was wanting to end everything, and at this time we didn't know he was, and was going over there as my dad was talking to my grandma. We could hear Becky freaking out on them yelling and we could hear my grandpa crying. My grandma told us she had to go and hung up. We called again later in the day and my grandpa was still crying and basically in so much pain. Becky is their daughter and she's been threatening to put them in a rest home just because she has to help my grandma drive because she had back and knee surgery. It's been causing her so much pain. My grandpa is one of those people who have to be working, moving as he's getting older so it's hard for him. He's been getting sick because of it. He's a strong, amazing man who does his best to take care of his wife. Becky's still been going over there trying to get them to sign papers so she can be the one to have authority over them. My grandpa said she would rather die than have to be put there. She loves the home they have. It's their bakery too. They were amazing. And time to time, my older sisters, I have five other siblings, two older and three younger than me, would go help them clean up. They went over two weeks ago to do that. Last week was my mom's birthday. Us kids were going to a park to go fish and stuff, and my parents were going to have some alone time. My parents ended up getting a call from Becky saying my grandma and grandpa are dead, and my grandpa has the gun. They were both shot. Right now we don't know too much, but Becky was there the night before this? She's selling all their items, she's happy right now, and is driving around my grandma's car she's been wanting for a while. The stuff is under criminal investigation. But Becky's telling the family different things now. That my grandma died in her sleep, then my grandpa ended things, that there was no gun. So everyone's now calling my mom. My mom hasn't been able to sleep after Becky said that grandpa was considering ending things because of her, and then them both being gone like that. But we're all pretty sure either Becky did it, or she pushed them to it. I also don't understand why, if she knew he was considering ending things, why they didn't take the gun from his sock drawer. I don't know what category you want to classify this that goes beyond entitled parent, but I think this definitely goes beyond it. And whether or not Becky themselves, you know, did that, I think you can either way point to them being more or less the reason why it happened. Whether it was them who pulled the trigger or just pushed them to do so. I just feel terrible for the family. Imagine that some tragedy like this happens, and then you got Becky out here driving their car around, all joyful and looking to make a buck off their stuff. Clearly didn't care about their own parents at all. This next story is from an anonymous poster, entitled Mother Changes Diaper on My Dining Table. My husband and I hosted a little get-together with another two couples, one of which just had a baby. At some point I was sitting on the couch chatting with the group and glanced over at the dining room where I saw the mom changing the baby on the table and the dirty diaper, which ended up unbagged in my kitchen trash can, just resting there while she finished. She didn't even ask where she should change the baby, she just went to the highest surface she could find and assumed it was okay by us. I'm not really grossed out by dirty diapers and didn't even get that worked up about the hygiene since we weren't using the table. She was using one of those protectors and we washed the tablecloth immediately after they were gone. I was just amazed of just how entitled new parents get. Since they don't mind about the baby's poo, you surely wouldn't mind either, right? Like I get it, you know, duty calls, literally. But yeah, if you're gonna go change the kid, 
I don't think you should just assume that any table or high surface is going to be okay for you to unleash that poopy diaper upon. You should at least give a heads up, right? This next story is from White Tigress. My kid can mow you down and go in front of you because he's faster. I need to set up some context for you all. This is one week after having major surgery in my gut. I also have arthritis in my hips that were deformed from birth, so I walk with a cane and twisted leg and major limp. This is all relevant. This surgery has left me with internal stitches that are pulling across raw nerves like a bow on a violin and will randomly shoot fiery, searing, burning pain through me and leave me breathless and almost make me fall. This happens in an instant without warning and won't end until the stitches dissolve. Still another two to three weeks, unfortunately. So onto the story. The characters are entitled Snooty Mom, entitled Macho Dad, and entitled Kid. I'm at Barnes & Noble one week after surgery, walking super slow and careful, wanting to look at logic puzzles, games, adult coloring books, but there's entitled Snooty Mom and entitled Macho Dad tearing the shelves apart, arguing a bit. So I quietly browse the art instruction books across the aisle to wait when Entitled Kid comes racing, just tearing butt across the store and almost mows me down. The parents see and click their tinges and roll their eyes at me, not the son who's probably at least 9 or 10. He definitely knows better. They let him turn around and just go running around more. So I decide to play it safe and take the long walk back down to the first level and sit and wait in the Starbucks until I see them leave the area to go and look at what I wanted. But now this can't be the last time I encounter them. The line was super long and I'd waited again until I saw it get shorter. My basket was heavy on my post-surgery self and I'm on a super restricted diet. Mixed with the pain, I'm feeling weak and tired and out of breath. So when I finally see a break in the line, I get out of my chair and get in line. And of course, entitled snooty mom and crew get in line behind me. They have three or four registers open, but they're just going so slow. The person in front of me gets to the register and only has three books. Good. My pain is growing. They call a fourth cashier. Great. She gets up there and says, I can take the next person in line. I start to step around, and what do you know, the little terror goes rushing past me with a stack of books and almost mows me down again. I'm still stepping out and say, I'm next, as the mom is walking by, flinging her hair and rolling her eyes and saying really loudly, the books are getting heavy for him to hold, besides, he's faster than you. Meanwhile, entitled Macho Dad, the bodybuilding father had no books and could have been holding them. Then the mom says to the cashier, I have kids, she doesn't. And the cashier says nothing. Meanwhile, the cashier right beside me and the manager of the front end is watching all this. They say and do nothing to help. She has the person in front of me rung up, but is on this rant about the rewards program and won't shut up about it. She made me stand there for over 10 minutes after she finished ringing up the customer while she tried to get this customer to sign up. Knowing I'd been cut in line, I was visibly panting and having issues. She just kept taking her time. These freaking parents. Even if I didn't have surgery and arthritis, not cutting in line is the first thing you're taught in kindergarten. And the staff just freaking watched and didn't help me. I was so angry. Nobody likes a line cutter. Let's be real here, all the staff did what they did here because it's just easier. 
They didn't want to get involved with these entitled parents and this bodybuilding dad and their hyper kid. They probably get minimum wage. They're like, I don't get paid enough to deal with this. And although OP is miserable, they probably just don't care. And our final story of the day is from Scarlet Abyss. Since I can keep this anonymous, I don't want to get my parents in trouble. Now, before I tell you the things I'll tell you, I love my parents and they're generally good people. Just both came from abusive households and sometimes they project that abuse. Now for my mother, when I was 8, I was finally allowed to have Facebook like her and my sister. But she had to have my password to keep me safe. This is fine, but when I began to get older, I no longer used Facebook as much. I had no friends because people thought I was slow in the head because of how I looked and she still had my password. She decided to send messages as me so people didn't get worried and this is fine. I didn't see an issue. My sister eventually told me that my Facebook page made it sound like I was depressed. Now, I was a bit upset. I had no friends, but it also didn't bother me because I was shy and didn't like speaking that much anyways. Then in high school by this time, I had three accounts as she had lost the password to two and she also joined Meet Me as me and flirted with guys to get me on dates, which I hated but caved as I had nothing going on. She wanted grandkids, even though I told her many times that I had no plan for kids. The final straw was when she set me on a date with a truck driver. I saw him many once or twice a month and often he never talked to me, but only to my mom since I don't talk and play on my phone. I soon realized that after sitting in his semi that I got lice from him. This led to scratching so hard blood came from my head. Later, his fiancé got a hold of me and all his other girlfriends. He had five that I know of, one had a kid of his. I had enough. I managed to get her off Meet Me and as far as I know, she doesn't use my Facebook anymore either. She does pretend to be me to another guy who's in a tough spot family-wise and I don't mind as I sent the line that if he ever asked me out, I would decline. She said it wouldn't happen, but she knows I will as I have a girlfriend who I can't tell my father about as he'll disown me. He doesn't like me too well, but at times he's really nice but distant. Has never come to birthdays since I was little, has called me fat and still does. He's called me dumb. Either way, now I'm trying to see if I'm eligible for disability as my anxiety is crippling. And my mom and dad are 100% sure I've got the mind of a child as I love cartoons and still love toys and when in the hospital, cried because I wasn't with my mom. She's an amazing mother who comes from a bad house and I know she didn't actually mean to do any harm, though she's gotten me in trouble as my special ed teachers stalked my Facebook page after they learned my Facebook name from a friend of my mom sending flowers. Sweet person, just didn't know and it wasn't actually my name. It's why I got sent to talk about fear of self-harm. I also got sent because I was getting bullied and my mom decided to put a picture and shame my bully all over Facebook and someone gave it to the office. It still bothers me on who did it. I think I know but they're not on my friends list so I'm not sure how they got it. Either way, I love my mom but this entitlement to my internet life made me think this would fit here. I have my own Facebook page now and she doesn't have the password. I never post, just talk to my girlfriend really. I'm still happy it's my own. It's really weird, honestly, how far OP's mom was going with this. Like, I feel like OP's mom was not even like entitled, but like getting a rise out of kind of role-playing as OP. Going around masquerading, flirting with various guys. 
Like honestly, as much as OP's mom makes it implied that they're trying to get a date for OP or hook OP up, I'm willing to bet there was a little bit more satisfaction to this that isn't discussed. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. If you want to hear another Entitled Parent story that was absolutely crazy, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 